Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. What's up, legends? <laughs> that was my line. I literally don't know how to start the podcast without Steph, but today we've A welcome got. Welcome would have been fine. <laughs> Today, well, last week I didn't even intro our guests until five minutes in. Nice. <laughs> so kind of but you. But today we have got the one and only Danny Kennedy, the head trainer of Kick, and he starts every email he ever sends me with What's Up Legends. <laughs> so <laughs> that is where that came from. Well, obviously sticks, doesn't it? <laughs> it sticks. It sticks. Thanks for having me, Laws. Pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. And I'm very glad your T-shirt that you're wearing it's kind of an interpretation of the kick logo. That's why I put it on. It's a yeah. melted smiley yep. face. <laughs> kind of graffiti vibes. Setting the vibe, setting the tone for <laughs> everyone listening. Just get in and imagine what shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> Visualisation <laughs> helps. And also a big thank you to your mum. My mum. Oh, yeah, she she'll be listening. Me, yeah, she sent me a DM and said when I said we need co-hosts. She said, what about Danny? Yeah, so she stitched me up, <laughs> but I also stitched her up because I then sent her a message saying, oh, great, now I've got to go and do the kick podcast <laughs> because you messaged Laura. So she thinks that I'm here because of her, but I was actually keen to come on anyway. So Yeah, well, I thought that was very nice. Full circle, yeah. It made my life. Well, my day that day. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I was going to say, it's good to have me on, but it can't be that good, surely. <laughs> um, so how are you going? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. That's fantastic. Happy to be recording with you. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. It's so, been a while since I've been on. I know. Mm. It's been too long. That's no, been too long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to so, be here. So, 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 uh, it was funny also. I asked, um, so today what we're going to be talking about is motivation, mindset, confidence, and obviously training. Mm-hmm. However, I had I asked the beautiful community, and thank you so much to everyone who wrote to me about what they wanted to hear from you. And... I had like three people saying, just do jokes for an hour. We could do that. And I was so honoured because I was like, wow, you think our jokes are about little one hour of Let's be honest, it would be me We would never do that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for that contribution. It's However, basically what our full workouts are. I am hoping you have one joke for me. You stitched me up here because <laughs> you did if, not tell me until we pressed record. you didn't think I was going to give you a joke I'll think of one. request I'll, I'll, by the end? Yeah, by the end. Okay, deal. Well then, mm-hmm. in that case, let's get straight on to the special share of the week, yep. which you have got for us. I have got for you. Yes. <laughs> um, so so my share is, uh, is actually a book. So I never used to read at all um, and I still, to be honest, don't actually read that much physical books because it you makes me fall asleep. You listen to a lot of audio books, don't you? Yeah, I yeah. do. I do. But every now and then I'll pick up a book which I just literally can't put down. Mm-hmm. And it sounds super cliche and it's definitely not me usually. But <laughs> this one this one was a good one. So I read this about uh, I read this about twelve months ago, mm-hmm. but I honestly recommend it to every single person that I talk to. I, I've even bought it for like a handful of people that I think it'd benefit. That's nice. um, so the book it's co- the book is called The Universe Has Your Back mm-hmm. by Gabby Bernstein. Um, and it's just a lot of practical advice for like mindfulness and um, you know helping with anxiety and um, not even just around anxiety and stress and stuff. It's more so around like just how to mentally be like your best and then also how to process certain things, how to not let overwhelm get to throughout the day and how to kind of just show up your best self to everything and every day. Um, and like I said, there's heaps of practical advice in there um, and I reckon a lot of people would 
would benefit from it. It's not just kind of full of kind of wishy-washy stuff that doesn't really give yes. you any value. It's it's really um, to the point and there's a lot of things you can take away from it to, to try out um, yourself and, and, and try throughout the day. Um, so, yeah, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. Um, suss it out. She's got a few other good books as well, but that's the, the one I started with. What a great recommendation. I love that. I, I really... I'm not a fan of books sometimes when you read them and you're like, okay, but where is the practical? Because you feel really, I mean, mm. it's nice sometimes to read like self-help books where you just feel really good while you're reading it and then you're like, hang on, but where are the tools that it's I can take like, out of this book? Yeah, it's like uh, for anyone who's ever been to like, uh, uh, say like a business seminar Yes. and you go there and you leave there feeling so g up. Yes. You don't actually know what you're about to do. You're just like oh, this was awesome. I feel so motivated, but you don't know what you're motivated to do and you actually haven't got anything that you can take away from it. <laughs> and you paid like yeah. six grand for this yeah. course of yeah. someone that's going to change your life. Yeah. It feels so good for the whole day. Because you saw the ad on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> the next day you wake up trying to remember what they said. Yes. But yeah, no, a lot of practical practical advice that you can they can use. Love it. Well, thank you for your recommendation. My pleasure. You're going to ask me for mine because I, unless you want me to just go with Oh, okay. Sorry, thing. I thought it was just. You're co-hosting. Yeah, so yeah. you have to prompt me Laws, for my so what, special share. What is your special share this week that you can share with the lovely audience? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Daddy. You can come back. Pleasure. So it's good <laughs> to have you on anyway. <laughs> so my special share is actually a – it's not a documentary. It is a short series. It's about six episodes. It's on Netflix and it's called – I think you would love it. It's called Stateless. Okay. Have you heard Stateless. of it? Stateless. No, I haven't. So it is an Australian series and it is a – very, very sad um, series. It also has some really beautiful elements, but it is about the immigration system in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it is heartbreaking to watch the families that are separated and what they go through. And it is just written so well. And I think it's such a, it's so wonderful when people can bring issues to light. Like, put it into a series like that where it's really watchable, you you learn a lot. It's not based on a true story, but it's based oh, okay. on lots of people's stories. So it's stories. not documentary style. It's actually no, it's not documentary okay, style. It's actors and stuff, yeah. So it's really, really – it's got Kate Blanchett in it. Cool. And another one I really like anyway. It's just – it's fantastic. So I highly recommend watching that on Netflix. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So let me know when you watch it. Yeah, I will. I will watch it. No, I'll joking. You, know. you don't have to – being a podcast co-host doesn't mean that you have to no, no, I would like take to. my recommendation. I would like it. to. Thank you. Okay. Well, great. And also this week, so today is Wednesday, but Monday just passed was World Baking Day. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. so I just told I, you before. No, no. I knew that. I prepared. I was, yeah, I prepared for that. Did you? Yeah. With? What do you mean? How did you prepare? Well, we baked. Baked <laughs> cookies. <laughs> Okay, sure. Keep it cleaner ones. Well, yes, we've actually got, and what I wanted Mm. to let you guys know, just in case you didn't see on our socials, we have launched lots of new baking recipes into the app and my favourites are the baked blueberry oats, which are just delicious. They're not your normal oats, so try them. Scones, and there's also a mushroom and leek tart. Tart. Definitely tart. Tart. (laughs) Not a tart. Tart. <laughs> really new recipes, yeah. Making new food and foods. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Anyway, so that is exciting and that is in the app now. Well, if mum is listening, she makes a good scone. Does she? Yeah, she Not makes a, a good scone. No tarks. <laughs> no, she's never made those for us. But now that you mention it, she probably might. <laughs> okay, so now are you ready for our kick DM? Yes, I'm so ready for this. 
Fantastic. Also, anyone that has a question that you would like us to answer from next week, Steph is going to be back. So it will be back to Steph and I answering the DMs. Don't worry. I feel like it's been really funny because I the, the community, you guys are awesome. You send the DMs in addressed to Steph and I, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh well, today Danny's going to be answering with me. Some of them I, I may fail. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do have one, you just need to email it into podcast at keepitcleaner.com.au. The other thing I'm loving people are sending in that I've got one to read next week is stories about falling over and being clumsy. Is this inspired niche. by you? Or? <laughs> it's inspired yeah. by me. Because <laughs> last night, I have to tell you, I was leaving the office and we thought we'd parked in this car park, which we got there and we realised, no, we didn't. We parked on the street. You know when you're just so tired at, like after work, you just don't even yeah, know yeah. what's going on. And I was carrying these boxes mm-hmm. for Steph because I was going to Steph's house after. And I was also texting Steph at the same time. And Dalton was like, Laura, we're not parked here. We need to go to where the car is. And I was like, okay, turn around, keep walking. And then all of a sudden there was like a hole in the drain. And then I just like fell, one leg fell down the (laughs) hole in the drain. (laughs) Anyway, I recovered so well. A tiny graze. Dropped the boxes. No bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, I'm actually not sure if I even dropped them. It was quite, then a lovely follower messaged me and said she saw me. She saw it. That's she saw great. me at the end getting up and oh, she right. said I look gracious. So I, I love that. She obviously didn't see the first part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know why I said that. What does that have to do? Oh, that's because people can send in their clumsy stories to make me feel better about myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And anyway. what you'll just explain them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you'll explain the form. For a laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so, but today's question is a DM question. So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm 14 years old and lacking a lot of motivation. I've always loved learning and being active, but I've lost interest in everything. I'm feeling really flat all the time and I'm not sure why. I've also been struggling to go to school and miss two days this week. I have no idea what to do and my family think I'm hiding my feelings, but I honestly have no idea why I'm feeling this way. How do you get out of this? Do you ever feel like you're in a rut? Right. Well, firstly, uh, I'm sorry to hear that you, you feel that way. Mm. Um, that's really sad. Um, and uh, I think everybody at some point in time goes through something similar mm. um, and sometimes it lasts longer than others. But, you know, the, the book that I mentioned at the start, actually, there's some, there's some as I said, there's some really helpful stuff in there. Um, but something that Gabby mentions in there is, is reaching for the next best feeling. Mm. So when, sometimes when you feel sad, upset, maybe depressed or, or just not great, you kind of just – try and feel amazing instead of just reaching for the next best thing. So instead mm. of going from feeling completely down, you try and go for absolute top That's of the so top. That's so true. But all it takes sometimes is just to feel anything. You mm. might you might feel, you know, annoyed at something or you might be angry at something or it might be – you might laugh at something. I know when, whenever I feel like that, I this is super basic, but I put on like stand-up comedy or like watch something to do with comedy or something – A happy song. Yeah. I put on a happy song. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, you, you do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Not but me. But I'll, I'll like put on stand-up comedy or something. But but then in terms of like the, the longer-term changes, I think mm. it's super important to obviously something's not working or something's not aligned with with where you where you want the direction to go. So what I try and do is is really make sure that whatever I am doing is something that I enjoy. Mm. So a lot of time it can be like one or two things that you're doing on a daily basis that just put you in that mood and then, it, then it's really hard to get out of it. Um, but another tool that, that I find really helpful, and this is just from your day-to-day activities and, um, again, like I said, making sure that whether it's working out, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's movies, people you talk to, whatever you read, whatever you watch on TV or whatever, try and make it something positive, obviously. 
and then really kind of write down what you, you know, what you're, what you're hoping to achieve or what you are actually wanting to feel. But something that works really well for me is what I, is what is called, um, I actually don't know what it's called, but <laughs> you mean something. Yeah, you know, but this this is how it works. So throughout your day, you have these these little moments which are referred to as transitions, and mm-hmm. I, and I kind of took this from this guy, um, Brennan Burchard. His name is. He's got another good book, actually. That'll be for another day, another okay, another time when you yeah, back. yeah. But throughout the day, we have transitions. So an example of that may be when I got out of my car to mm-hmm. come into here to do the podcast. That's a transition. That little moment from getting out of the car to coming in here is a transition. Or it might be you get home from from work or from school and then before you go and talk to your family you have a transition whatever Mm -hmm. it is or your partner in that transition this has worked wonders for me is kind of sit there close your eyes or keep them open whatever take 10 massive deep breaths just really inhale exhale and ask yourself kind of three questions ask yourself what you hope to achieve out of the next task so for me it was coming in to do a podcast so what I want to get out of this conversation with Laura what do I need to do to make sure that happens? And then how do I want Laura to feel? Or the reverse. Like how nice. do, or like how do I want you to feel and, and what do I how need do to do to make to sure that yeah. happens? Yeah. Now the reason for that is because if I'm driving here and I get stuck in traffic mm. and I get every red light or, you know, I saw something or I saw an email or a text before I left home and I'm in a bad mood and I come here, all of a sudden that carries over for the whole day. And that might turn into a week, could turn into a month. And in this case what we're talking about now, maybe this is just a bunch of negative things that have been kind of compounded over time. So if I get out of the car and I'm in a horrible mood and I come up here, this conversation probably sucks and I'm not in the right headspace and and it's not as good as what it could have been. Whereas that kind of 10 to 30 seconds of just kind of uh, being present and quiet and then asking myself those questions and setting the intentions of what I want to get out of this next task. And that could be like the task could be going for coffee with a friend. Mm. You think about the times where you've caught up with someone and you're in a horrible mood and you you leave there or like the next day you think to yourself, geez, I would have been horrible company because I was not even Mm, there mm -hmm. or I was just bad buzz type of thing. So by doing these transitions and you think about how many of those would happen throughout the day and it's heaps but not only, you know, happiness but productivity, um, everything just goes through the roof because you're in so much more intentional about every little block of your day instead of just being on autopilot because that's what happens sometimes. Mm. We get in a... Uh, negative headspace yeah. or whatever and it just becomes autopilot you wake up you, you do the same thing in the same order talk to the same people mm. think the same thoughts and then you, like you can't expect a different result if that's the case so I mean that's that's what I would recommend that is great advice that was a great response and, and I would say as well um, as Danny said I'm so sorry to hear that you're feeling this way it is so normal and also you're obviously you're still at school you're, you're so young so make sure you're reaching out to your family you're letting them know how you're feeling and also if there's anyone you can speak to at your school, reach out to them. Maybe if you could talk to your – even if you don't feel comfortable talking to your family, you could if you're able to talk to your family about connecting you with a psychologist if that's possible so you have someone to talk to. It's really, really important, especially at such a young age, you're getting support. And I think as well one thing that helps me when I'm feeling down and in a rut is just trying to get through each day and not worrying about getting through the week or the month or whatever it might be, just knowing that I just need to get through today. And then also remembering, as cliche as this is, that the sun rises every single day. Mm. So no matter what happens the day before, the sun is still going to come up and, and that's going to be a new day for you. So that that's what I kind of think of when I'm feeling that way. Yeah, like you said, it's very similar to like a, a to-do list, isn't it? You mm. look at you got 10 things on the list and yeah. if you think of doing all of them, it's overwhelming. Yes. But if you break it down to one thing at a time, all of a sudden it becomes a lot less daunting and 
much more simple and you start to build momentum. Mm. And as I said with the reach for the next best feeling, you start to piece little bits together and that starts to build momentum in itself. Like we said before with the negativity, it's the same, it works the same with positivity. Mm-hmm. Like one good thing turns into another, into another, and you start to kind of manifest it into something bigger. Love that. Thank you for your advice, Tony. Pleasure, Laws. I'll wait for the check in the mail. You what? I mean, not the check, the bill. <laughs> Who's running the show here? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so now to get into today's topic, I thought we could start off with, for anyone that is a kick member or if you're thinking about trying kick and you want to understand the program a little bit better, obviously, Danny, you are the head trainer of kick. You've Mm -hmm. written our program. So we've got two programs, kick fit and kick start, and they're the workouts that you see on the planner each day. So, Danny, can you tell us about why you made the workouts, yeah. how they are, what's your philosophy? Yeah, yeah. Your, you know, but like always love to hear from you. Well, I think the one thing that I that I love about kick, and this is why even right from the start I was so pumped to be involved in it when we first started, is because a lot of the subscribers or, you know, people part of the community may not have been exposed to, say, strength training or boxing mm. or hit training previously before. And I know myself, like when I started, I made all the mistakes you could possibly make because mm. I didn't have anyone guiding me through the foundations of what I needed to be focusing on. So particularly with Kickstart, the idea is to teach people correctly right from the start so we don't have any bad habits mm. initially. But in saying that, the workouts are structured in a way where you can still progress even on Kickstart. Like just because it's called the start doesn't mean that it's easy. And Kickstart is the 12-week beginner program. Correct, correct. And then the idea is obviously it's like a stepping block to move mm. into kick fit. So even with kickstart and kick fit, we've pretty much programmed it so you can follow that every single day pretty mm-hmm. much or whatever days you want to train consistently and, and that's that. Um, as you said, with the, the kickstart progressing over the 12 weeks so that by the time you get to kick fit, you feel ready and you mm. feel confident and I'm sure, I think we're going to talk about confidence today but – it's um it's kind of like the building blocks or the foundation of uh, of going into kick fit so that by the time we get to kick fit and there's exercises in there that are quite difficult you're ready for it so mm. you know kick start a, a really easy example is something like a squat like just going through the very basics of this stance the the movement pattern of a squat mm. what you need to think about so the problem is when when you go to say like a, a group fitness class and and even when you go to the gym by yourself yeah a lot of the programming is based around, you know, the, you look at a program and it, it's like a very advanced program mm. and there's beginners in the classes or the sessions or you go into a gym by yourself and you've got no idea. It's just a recipe for disaster. So it's, it's you know, injuries, it's um, lack of confidence, it's kind of getting to the point where you don't even want to do it because you don't even know what you're doing. So mm. the idea, as I said, is a bit of a, a stepping block to get moving to kick fit and then with kick fit that's when we start to advance things a little bit more. But like I said... It, it's not easy. Kick kick fit is uh, sorry. Kick start is not easy. Mm. It's just a, a perfect kind of way to kick start your journey. Pun intended. Love, love um, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a way where you're going to be learning, and, mm. and that's what it is. And, and obviously, we're fortunate enough to be able to to do a lot of the um, you know breakdowns and stuff like that to teach you the correct way. So then you're building no bad habits. You're mm. very confident in going to each session, knowing what you're doing. And then once you kind of, I guess, graduate into the the kick fit program, 
it's no worries. It's still going to be difficult, but you're, you're nailing everything and you're not kind of falling behind or, or doing anything in, in, in the wrong way mm. is probably the best best way to put it. And then obviously we have like the masterclasses as well. Yes, um, which is where the jokes are if you want it. That's where the real action <laughs> is, yeah. That's the real action. But look, the masterclasses, um, I think the benefit of that is, as, as we said, we can call, you can follow the kick start and kick fit by itself. Um but with the masterclasses, you know, I for someone like myself, like I love to go in and do like an upper body day. I don't like to yes. train like lower body every single time or I don't like to do upper body every single time. Yes. So you can really get specific about what you want to work on that day. You might wake up one day and, and just feel like you're lacking in glutes or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, so you can specifically go in, pick your masterclass, listen to our banter. Um, <laughs> and again, it's it's still educational. Every Every single time we film these workouts, we try and make them – not only just kind of fun and enjoyable, but provide value. So yes. there's little tips and tricks in there that you you may have been training for 10 years mm. and you watch a masterclass and there's like one tip in there that completely changes the way you do a squat or a push-up or a lunge, whatever it is, and it makes a big difference. Mm. So um, it's just good to have the variety but also um, the educational side there as well and not just kind of looking at someone else training and just hoping you're doing it the correct way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't be there with you in person, but we've made it as close as possible to mm-hmm. being to having a trainer with you at all times so that you know you're doing the right thing. Love that. Thank you, Danny. Pleasure. We're very lucky to have you. So now I would love to chat about some – so I said at the start that some of our awesome community members sent in some questions for you. Yeah, cool. And I've kind of bundled them into topics. And the first one I think it would be great to talk about is firstly your philosophy when it comes to motivation and mindset and how you – because I think it's, you know, probably none, one of the most Googled questions in fitness, how to motivate yourself. Mm. How do you do it? Because you are – like you, your peer – well, I know you are too because I'm lucky enough to be able to spend some time with you um, – that you're really disciplined, you're really committed and you don't ever seem like you give up on anything. Mm. Thank is you. that correct? Is that yeah. a good observation? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> that is a good observation. I think there's a few. There's a there's a bunch of different ways we can kind of break it down. Um, I think the first thing that you talked, like you mentioned just then, that I seem really disciplined. Mm. I actually, uh, Danny's going to laugh if she listens to this because mm. I sent an email out to my list Which the other day. Dan, and I Dan's sent, girlfriend, by the way. Yeah. Danny and Dan. So I sent an email <laughs> out to my email list the other day. Yes. And the subject of the email was grammatic. If that's even a word, if it's not, then I've really stuffed myself up here. <laughs> incorrect or correct? Very incorrect. <laughs> and I sent it out to my whole email list and Danielle had seen what it and goes, oh, I hope you just send that to me. And I was like, no, nah, I sent that what to did everyone. What say? What was the – we, we won't worry Was it a bad grammatical like, error? Well, I still can't understand how it's wrong, so it can't Tell be that bad. Tell us no, no. what it was, yes. No, no. Anyway, so it was about <laughs> discipline. And, um, and I said in the email, like, there's a big difference between being disciplined mm-hmm like super disciplined all the time, being very strict and disciplined with what you have to do. Mm. And there's a big difference between that and just building habits to the point where you don't need to be disciplined. It just becomes part of your daily routine Mm. and it becomes part of who you are and Mm -hmm. and that's the position you want to be in. So I think with motivation, the first thing is that you need to make sure that you're motivated for the right reasons. Mm. So a lot of people set these fitness goals in particular – that aren't even really relevant to them. It's just they think that that's what the goal should be or it's not specific enough to the point yeah. where they have no reason to be disciplined or mm. they have no reason to be motivated because they don't know what they're doing it for. Mm. It's like I'm going to sign up at the gym and get fit. All right, well, what does that mean? Yes. Or like why are you doing that? 
where you know where are you now where would you like to be mm. reverse engineer what's going to happen and that's a really important thing as well as you know you might join kick and say i want to get stronger glutes mm-hmm. so you need to reverse engineer how you're going to do that mm-hmm. so if you've never trained it's starting with the the kick start maybe moving into kick fit and then it's starting to focus on some of the master classes revolved around mm. lower body and increasing your weight in the strength sessions yeah and overloading and learning mm. the principles of how that happens so with the motivation side of things yes i i think naturally like i'm quite motivated or, or like I like to follow through with what I say I'm going to do but at the same time like I'm not uh, motivated and disciplined with things that have no in, none of my interest yeah so again true. it comes back to setting goals that are personal to you setting mm. goals that um, you've actually reverse engineered how you're going to achieve it because mm. it's like me saying right now like I want to be a billionaire Mm-hmm. And every day he's going, I, I just want to be a billionaire. I, I want to be a billionaire. <laughs> 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 Can't say anything. Can I? But if I say I want to be a billionaire every day. Yes. And and like, well, all right, well, how? Like, yeah. Unless I've got a tangible kind of steps mm-hmm. to, to get to that point, then then what am I even motivated to do? Or like, what am I disciplined in doing if I don't know how I'm going to get there? Yeah. So it's just a matter of knowing what your goal is, making sure it's personal to you understanding the small steps that are necessary to follow to get to that goal of yours or to, mm. to be that type of person you want to be or whatever it may be. Um, and then I'm really big on kind of setting, like once you know what those goals are, is reminding yourself daily because it's it's very easy to set a goal and then just kind of have it on the back of your mind mm. every now and then. But then, you know, you wake up and it's cold and raining and all of a sudden you don't go for a walk or a run or you don't do your, your keep it cleaner um, workout because – you just don't feel like it. Mm. Whereas if at the start of the week you've written down on the Sunday, so this week I need to do four training sessions. Every day I'm going to drink this amount of water. Mm. I want to meditate each day. I'm going to do some mobility. You've actually got some goals that you can kind of tick off as you go yeah. and you've got something to keep yourself accountable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, again, it's having – it's all about just like uh, tiers of goals, mm. I guess, like mm-hmm. having the overall, you know, thing that you're aiming for, breaking that down into smaller goals and then breaking that down again. Like I often talk about, you know, the the thing that gets massive results is just doing small things exceptionally well on a mm. daily basis. It's not doing anything crazy or, or stuff that no one knows about. It's just the simple things that are done well um, on a daily basis. And, you know, it may not be working out every day. And if that's the case, you know, again, motivation, like I'm not always motivated. I'm not always disciplined. There's days where I wake up and I don't want to train or so I don't want to eat well. Yeah. So your alarm, your alarm probably goes off in the threes. <laughs> what time is your alarm? Four. Oh, goodness, yeah. I was close. Yeah. Three was like a bit of a joke, like, oh, it must be five, but it's yeah, four. Yeah. Okay, so 4 a.m. Mm. It's basically the middle of the night. Your alarm's going off. Yeah. It's raining. Mm-hmm. It's freezing. Yeah. You'd plan to go for a run outside. Yeah. Which obviously you can't do because it's raining. Okay. You're tired. Yep. But you're not tired. We're going to speak about overtraining and pushing mm-hmm. past where we shouldn't. Yeah, this yeah. is not that kind of tired. This is just I can't be able to tired. Sleep tired, yeah. Yeah. How, what goes through your head as to why you should get out of bed when you want to keep sleeping? There's a few things there. The longer, the more times you press snooze and the longer you stay in bed, the harder it is to get out of bed. That is a good thing to remember and very true. It's like, it's, think about all the times where you don't want to get out of bed mm-hmm. and then think about 10 seconds after you've been out of bed, you have that, the feeling's gone. So true. The feeling is gone. So the only time you feel like that is when you're actually in the bed. I'm going to literally just cut get out. that out like of the a, recording and a, put it as my alarm. Yeah. Just get out of bed. Just get out. Laura, get <laughs> Only <up>. 10 seconds. <laughs> get out. <laughs> but there is – it's like this, there's a bunch of different seconds. Let's say three-second rule, okay, right? Okay, yeah. 
Like with when food on I the floor? I try and do this even no. even like right, right now or like if I know that I'm meant to train today or mm-hmm. I want to train mm-hmm. and it's part of how many sessions I'm doing for the week mm-hmm. and I've done the podcast, I've been at work all morning and, you know, whatever, something on TV I want to watch or I'm tired or whatever it is or Russ, my puppy, he's been a nut, oh, something. I've- I like, love Russ. If that's the case and I sit there, the longer you procrastinate, the, the worse it's mm. going to be. So I just try and stick to the three-second rule where it's mm-hmm. like as soon as I think of doing something, it's just do it. Like it's literally, like I said, it's the same rule that applies with bed. Mm. It, it, the hardest part about doing a workout when you can't be bothered is actually going to the gym or putting your runners on or or starting the kick up or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Once that's started, you forget like straight away, you, you don't even worry about it. You get mm-hmm. started and, and it is what it is. But, yeah, outside of that, if I've set the goal to, to do that for the day and it's part of my day and, and this is the thing with, I guess, the word discipline, it just comes down to building momentum. Mm. Like it doesn't take as much, it doesn't take as high a level of discipline to do something if it's become a habit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like for me now, it's not like I get up and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to train because it's wet and cold. It's just yes. like like I train today because it's just my habit. It's what mm. I do. It's part of like who I am now. So it is what it is. Like the weather has nothing to do with it. It's a habit. Yeah, it's a yeah. habit and habits – remove the level of discipline that's required to mm-hmm. stay motivated, I think, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going to cut that bit out for my Fantastic. self, for my alarm ringtone. Good, good. Dalton's going to be going, what? <laughs> How come every <laughs> single morning Danny is talking to me on loudspeaker? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was so great. And I, I love, yeah, I just love that, breaking it down into small achievable mm. goals because I think when we set ourselves huge goals, also if you do love Danny's philosophy on goal setting, which – a lot of, I mean, it's great. But we just, did a whole podcast on it. We did, but just quickly. But like, we can go. <laughs> no, 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 just quickly. I just yeah. want to say, like, I'm not saying, I'm definitely not saying don't set big goals. Like, yeah. I, I have massive but goals for myself. And I know you do as well. But yeah, it's about like what are the smaller goals underneath that mm. that you need to achieve in a line to even make the big one possible. Mm. If mm-hmm. I, yeah. One hundred percent. If you set a huge goal and you have no idea how to get there, how are you going to be motivated to? to keep going because you haven't set yourself a road mm. like you haven't prepared. Yeah, and and those small goals will change along the way but that's mm. the beauty of them is mm-hmm. like once you tick them off then you kind of move to the next and the next and as I said before, it starts to build momentum, mm-hmm. starts to become a habit that it and it feels a lot easier. It's like you think of your big goal now, it feels like it's so far away mm. and you can't even imagine what it would be like to have it or to achieve it or to be there or to feel that way. Whereas as you get further and further along these small goals that starts to feel closer and closer, you can actually start to feel what it's going to be like mm. and, and understand what it, it's going to be like when you achieve it. Love that. Such good advice. you going to say anything? Thanks. <laughs> anyway, so on... What did you expect when you got me on? Oh, nothing but the best. So on the topic of while we're talking about getting up in the morning, I think I would love to touch on when you need to rest Mm -hmm. and overtraining. And I think there's a lot of guilt towards having to exercise every day. And Mm. if, you know, if you don't do it, then you feel really guilty. But sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Sometimes work will be really busy. Uni will be really busy. School will be really busy. Or you might just be really exhausted and you need to rest or sick or injured. Mm -hmm. And on those days, it's okay not to to get up and to rest. And I think we need to give ourselves permission to be able to do that and to know the mornings when obviously if we sleep through our alarm every morning and we never exercise, that's not very good for our health because we need to move. But having like this week, I've had a week off exercise and I'm – I me five years ago would have felt so guilty about that, but I'm like, no, I've had a really busy week. I'm really tired. I've felt yeah. a bit run down, so that's what I needed. Yeah. 
Um, how, what are the signs of overtraining and then what is your mindset and what do you recommend to, to your clients and to people you speak to about injury and resting and, and why mm. it's okay? Yeah, you do definitely have to listen to your body. Mm. So I'll start off by saying like I used to be the perfect example of what not to do mm-hmm. when I was younger. So I was just obsessed with training and I still am, I still love it. But it was the, when I was younger, it was to the point where, as you've touched on, it was almost guilt like if Mm. I ate something bad if I didn't train hard enough if I skipped a session you know my body now is I'm only young and my body is like suffering already because of when I was younger I would do an injury and be that stressed out about missing a game Mm. or missing a session in the gym that I would come back way too early and not do proper rehab or not give myself my body time to rest and recover to the point where it just didn't Mm. um and some some really good signs of whether or not you're overtrained or not. And, you know, muscle soreness is a good thing. And mm. you shouldn't be getting sore from every single session. That's not how it works. But if you're a little bit sore in the muscles, that's fine. Does, mm-hmm. You don't need to wake up and go, oh, I did my first workout in a month <laughs> yesterday and I'm sore. sore. I'm taking a week off. <laughs> but there's if you've been consistently training and you start to see some of these signs I'm about to mention, then it's probably time to, to have a bit of a deload or take a break and we can discuss that. But um, things to look out for is, you know um, – a reduction, a loss of appetite. Mm. Um, that can be one where you, you've overtrained to the point where like your metabolism and your hormone levels are kind of just completely off. Mm. Um, your motivation, which is usually quite good, is just not there at all. Yeah. You just have no motivation to train good whatsoever. Um, some other other things to look out for is obviously like small niggles or, or, or certain spots of your body that are sore. It's not muscle soreness. It's actual kind of inflammation um, pain or acute pain. What else? Even poor sleep, it can really start to affect your sleep. Like there's a bunch of different things to look out for and I, these, these are some of them, like mm. poor sleep, um, lack of motivation, poor uh, appetite. There's there's so many things mm. to look out for and and you'll know. Like let's be honest, I everyone listening, shins. I think everyone listening That's mine, knows. aching shins are mine. Yeah. And I just know I've ever done it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows. Like I'm at that point right now to be honest. So like we trained this morning mm. and – you know, I'm pretty happy this year because I can train. Like last year I had two surgeries so I could barely train. Yeah. So now I've got to the point where I can and this is the dangerous part for me because now I'm like feeling good and mm-hmm. it's really hard not to overdo it. So I know myself that this weekend I need to take it super easy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it, it's all well and good to go and do one or two workouts over the weekend because I feel like I should or because I'd plan mm-hmm. to. But then if that means that next week I can't train because my shoulder's sore or my knee's sore or whatever, yeah. you got to think of it like that. So – the mindset around it, because like, I used to feel so guilty um, and I know a lot of my clients still do now sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, Danielle was at that point now. She didn't used to train that much and now she just loves it. Mm. But if we miss a session, she feels guilty. Yeah, and we shouldn't. Shouldn't. So so you've got to think of it like – and this I talk about um, diet and nutrition in this sense as well. Mm. If you think about like the amount of uh, – if you did nothing, for example, right, mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. and you did one workout – Mm. the next day you're not going to be shredded and fit and strong and like feeling amazing yes so how, why would the opposite be the same yeah, why would exactly you take right. one day off and then the next day oh no put on weight and all this type of stuff and same with nutrition you know one one meal that may not be necessarily nutrient dense mm. or, or or the right calorie intake or whatever it's not mm. going to completely change things you need to start to think of things in the longer term so think of things over a seven day period a month period mm. whatever it may be so it's like taking one step back to take two steps forward. Yeah. Um, so it, it is necessary. Like I – until I really started to get this right, I didn't see barely any results with mm. physically, mentally, like strength-wise and everything until I really started to 
like properly program. Like I, I try and recommend all of my clients now. I recommend at least one day a week. They have no training at mm, all. I do um, that preferably at least two. One, yeah. Preferably two, um, because it's necessary. Like you don't improve when you're training. Mm. You don't. You don't improve when you're in the gym. You don't improve when you are doing your workout. That you improve outside of it when your body's recovering, when it's growing, when it's repairing, and that's the process mm. that is super super necessary. So it's not the one hour or the forty minutes or whatever that you train. It's the rest of them. Mm. That's so necessary. So if you're to the point where you're overtraining, like uh, there's a thing called diminishing returns. Like if you think of, a, of if you think of like, I don't know how to put this into words without explaining to people with my hands. But like <laughs> if you think of like a, a, you start at a certain point, yeah. right, and you do a training session and now by the end of it you're because you're fatigued, you're mm-hmm. now below that starting point. Yes. By the time you train again, you're probably getting close to being back at that point. You may be just below Mm-hmm. but you're probably not going to be above. Yep. So if you train again, you get lower. Mm. And then over time, if you're training, say, six, seven days in a row, mm. by the end of the week, you're that far below your starting point that you're your depleted. session, you're, you're so depleted to the point where you, you're not even close to the training quality that it should be at. Mm. Um, physically, you're not going to be recovering more properly. More likely to get injured in that Way more likely stage. to get injured because you're fatigued. Mm. Central nervous system is going to be fatigued. So there's a bunch of reasons why you should avoid it. But you've just got to think of things on a longer term. Everyone spend so much time thinking of everything in such a short term. Like mm. I have to train today because I want to get results today. I have to eat well today because it has to happen today. But it doesn't work like that. Mm. Start to think of – and this is where I think it really helps being flexible, right? So if you say this week you want to do four sessions, mm-hmm. you plan to do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, whatever. <laughs> if you get to Thursday and you feel run down or you didn't get much sleep or you dehydrated or you got a bit of a head cold or whatever – do it on a different day. Yeah, exactly. Do it. There's right. there's three other days you can do it on that week. As long mm-hmm. as you kind of tick those off for the week, then you're good to go. Um, so just be super open and flexible with when when you know. Same applies with meals as well. But but training in particular, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to happen on that day because you just wanted it to happen. Then just kind yeah. of tick it off. And I always say to people as well, like if you're not super overtrained, like you have like your minimum sessions that you want to reach for the week and mm-hmm. anything above that's a bonus. So if you're busy and, and you know, you've got things that are due for work or mm-hmm. uni or whatever, you might say that this week I just want to make sure I get at least two sessions done or three. Yeah. If any, anything else, then awesome. If not, then it's fine. at least yeah. you've done your two Take or three and you off. don't feel the pressure to mm. do it and you don't feel bad. Mm. But you should never feel guilty about not training. And, and this is this is something that I try and tell clients and, and even people just reach out on social media now, mm. like people may have an injury or something like that that they're trying to come back from, is there's always something else you can focus on. And and if the problem for you is that you're, not, not you in particular, Laura, but if the problem for anyone listening is the mental side of things, um, feeling guilty, then mm. just because you're having a rest doesn't mean you have to do nothing. Mm. You could still go out for a walk. Yes. You could go and do some stretching Um whatever it is, you might Mm. go and get a massage or something that's going to still physically make you feel good, release the endorphins, make you feel good about yourself and Mm -hmm. get moving. You don't have to sit down and and just watch Netflix. But even though I've heard there's a good series (laughs) on Netflix, Laura said before. (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's always something you can do. And from the injury side of things, um, like I've had so many of them and I used to be Mm. horrible at it. But now it's like I, I... I mean, I'm not going to say I don't care because I do and it frustrates me, but I don't put any time and energy into it because you can't change it. Yeah, like I, I said, like, it's so hard though. It to, is difficult. To get to that point, but you can get there. It is difficult, but yes, you can get there and you got to think of the opposite. If you don't get there, what are you like, What are you getting out of that? Mm. And that's something that I've gotten better with over time and it, it, I've gone through like so, so long 
of a period of time where I was the opposite. And just when I think about it now, it did nothing for me. Um, whereas, you know, even even last year, like I said, I had my shoulder and knee done. Mm. So the shoulder I was pretty frustrated with. Mm. and But it still did better than what I ever thought I, I would in the past in terms of mentally dealing with it and, and just focusing on other things. But by the time I had my knee done at the end of the year, I literally like, didn't care. Mm, I was so like, oh, so I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to train for a bit. What can I do? Like, I knew they had my shoulder done earlier in the year, so mm-hmm. I could spend more time rehabbing that. Uh, started focusing on different things with work and spending more time with friends, family, Danielle, whatever it may be. Um, so there's always something you can you can focus on outside of the training that mm. you can be doing, so that by the time you can train again, you're good to go. And, and yeah, there's just, just no need to ever feel feel guilty about not being able to train. And like I said before, it's not going to just – you're not going to lose all your results overnight mm. or in the span of a week, you know, even – And fitness comes back. Your, your muscles have memory, don't they? So, well, if you – obviously, when you did your shoulder, mm. your muscle, your biceps got a little bit smaller from, you know, the peak state they were in before. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, – <laughs> and it's like, you're so weird. Um, I'm going to take that bit out <laughs> and play that in the morning. <laughs> but when you got back into training mm. – your muscles had memory and they came back to where they were, I would say, quite quickly. Obviously, you didn't, like, go from, like, a like a golf ball to a basketball in a day, but yeah, now you're back as a... Muscle memory is a thing. It's like ball, you think of it... I would say. <laughs> so not back to the basketball yet? <laughs> Jeez, well, it, muscle memory is a thing. Like, yeah. it, it really is. Like, you think of a muscle cell, and this is getting a bit detailed, but like, okay. you think of, like, all these little circles inside your muscle which mm-hmm. are muscle cells mm-hmm. as you kind of grow or as you get stronger like you can create more of these little circles mm-hmm. and they can get bigger um in there right so when you don't train or when you when you stop training or you have to have a break or you get injured those little circles don't just like leave mm-hmm. they just maybe get a little bit smaller or they kind of do you know what i'm visualizing right now shrink. what bubble tea oh yeah okay Little balls in liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> anyway, off. continue. So they're shrinking. They get they 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 literally get bigger, but they're there now. Yes. So even when you're injured and you're not doing anything, you're not using you know your huge biceps, whatever it is, <laughs> those little muscle cells are still there. Yes. So once you start training again, they're already there, mm-hmm. which they they weren't before you ever trained before in your life, but mm-hmm. they are now. So mm-hmm. it it you still need to work your build your way back into it, yes. but it like it doesn't take that long to mm. get back into it. And and this is the thing, like. If you can keep that in mind, that it's not going to take you that long to get back to where you were before if you've already trained before. It's all good. Like you've just got to think about, and this is something I've gotten better with as well, one or two days off because you don't feel well or a week off because you don't feel well is better than a month of horrible training or a month of yes. injury or a week of injury or whatever it is. So start to get a bit of perspective on, on things before you start to get too stressed out about it. Yeah, 100%. And I love that that sometimes we have to take a step back to take mm. two steps forward. And I know with myself, my and I haven't actually touched wood, had this injury for such a long time, but I used to get horrible shin splints, which is oh, like yeah. a very obvious thing of overtraining and yeah, like yeah. too much jumping, too much running impact mm-hmm. on my legs. Yeah. And I would find that I would rest for a week, but like I wouldn't even rest properly. I'd still do like every other exercise yeah. except jumping specifically and running. And then I'd try and do a jumping session and then I'd get the shin splints back that day. Yeah. And I'd, and, and it wasn't until I actually thought, okay, I'm going to have to take four weeks off here. That's okay. I'll do something else. I'll focus on upper body stuff. As you said, switch your focus or, you know, just have yeah, a restroom yeah. exercise. That's okay. And then I recovered. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, every time I didn't take enough time off because I thought, oh, I'm falling behind, like yeah. whatever, all those things, I'm going to lose my fitness. And then I ended up 
being in a worse place. And a lot of my injuries when I was in this really bad mindset would take like, it should have been three weeks, but yeah. I ended up giving myself an eight-week injury because I would push too hard every single time because of that guilt. And so it's so important to remember that everyone gets injured. Like it's it's a common – you can prevent it by doing things like stretching and not overtraining um, and warming up and things, but you it is okay to take that step back to take two steps forward because otherwise you'd be injured forever. Mm. And it is easier said than done. A hundred percent. It's easier said than done, but in the end of the day – there is literally no point putting any time or energy into things that are outside mm. of your control. You can sit and wish that you're, you hadn't rolled your ankle for as long as you want, but you did. Yes. So what can you do now? And it's okay to be disappointed. I'm not saying like, oh, be happy that you rolled your ankle. Yes. It's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm upset. I'm disappointed that I rolled my ankle. Have your little moment to be upset, but now start to look at what you can do. That the You know, the three days that you whinge and complain about your sore ankle could have been used to – work on your upper body or you could have been mm. doing something to do with school or work or whatever. It doesn't really matter. I would love for you to tell us about your philosophy on confidence because mm-hmm. I am I making a good observation that you are a confident person? Yeah, but again, like, I didn't used been to confident? be. Have no, you no. Oh, well, no. tell us about it. No, I used to not be confident at all, like the exact opposite. Like, I can't it, imagine. Really? Yeah. No, nah, I never used to be confident, like especially when I was still in school. Like when, towards the end of high school, I got more confident. But early days, like I was not at all, mm-hmm. like the furthest thing from it. Um, but but honestly, what this is not just to to not because we're on a fitness podcast or a health podcast, but we're the a, thing, we're a the thing, lifestyle health, podcast. yeah, fitness and lifestyle <laughs> podcast. You say um, the the thing that literally changed my confidence was training. Mm. was was understanding how to train properly, was going in and seeing progress, was leaving the gym feeling like I'd accomplished something. Mm. And it was, again, similar to the motivation and discipline thing. It was banking up all these small wins mm. and all these little things that, that I was feeling good about myself about um, that built momentum to the point where I did start to build the confidence because I knew that, I was putting in the work and, and like there's not there's nothing that anyone can do or say to take that away from you, I think. Um, so I think in anything, like confidence is just comes down to practice. Mm-hmm. It comes down to small wins and positivity. It's like, you know, if you're doing a, a speech, if you're going up there doing a speech about something you've never done before, yeah, you're not going to have any confidence. You're going to mm-hmm. be super nervous and, and stressed out and anxious about it. But if it's something that you do every day, it's something that you know you've put time into, something that you've – seen wins with or experience with in the past it's easy like you mm. like this podcast you could you could have not told me anything about what we're going to talk about but if it's all stuff that is aligned with what i usually do like i, I don't have to be I nervous i didn't tell you much anyway you didn't no nah. you, you barely told me anything yeah no nah. i was confident <laughs> love it yeah um but yeah that's that's how i see confidence but if i was oprah you'd probably i'd be what nervous or not you know what no who's your who's your number one inspiration um, I don't know. I don't really have like one <laughs> person in particular that I, that I, I, I who's your dream? Was Joe Rogan be your dream podcast? Oh, he'd be awesome. He'd be awesome. But there's there's plenty of others that I find like super interesting. Like I just I went know, for the like number one like, podcast person in the world. The what? I went for the like really basic answer. I'll put it this way. So I had someone on my. Sh- there's there's a few that I could name off, but yeah. like, um, on my show recently, mm-hmm. there was I had two guests in two days, which were like kind of like. I reached out to them not really expecting a response and they both said they both said yes, right? So one of them I was like 
uh, I knew that'd be a really good conversation, and and it ended up being great because I was like super confident going into it. I knew like certain points that I wanted to talk about. I treated it like it was just a normal conversation because mm. it was. If it was my first podcast, it would have been horrible. But I'd done like over three hundred episodes, mm. so I was confident because I'd done it so much. Yes. It's like even Practice. even this right now. This is just mm-hmm. like the only reason I'm confident. If if I'd never done a podcast before. I'd visibly be nervous I'm like before scary, we started. I'm pretty scary, aren't I? Yeah, you're horrendous, like very scary. <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. You were going to say horrendous. <laughs> but, um, okay, so the, what, the, what was the example I was trying to explain? Oh, so the first one went really well. The second mm-hmm. one was a bit more pressure because I'd been given 20 minutes with this person. Can you say who it was? David Meltzer. What does he do? So he, so he's re- very, very interesting um, human. So he... Uh, he was one of the. He was the CEO of Samsung when they released the first smartphone. Wow. Okay. And then uh, he was also like the the partner in the sports agency that they made Jeremy uh, McGuire about. Okay, amazing. Yeah. So very very successful businessman. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome, and um and he's someone that I've listened to for a while, and just someone that I would love to have on, mm. and I managed to get him on, but like literally had his managers in the Zoom call, telling me before he came on, like we're serious about the twenty minute thing. So like, what do you say back to that? Okay, okay. I'm cool. like, yeah, sure, no worries. So, but like, I knew. So before that, if I had gone into that kind of like stressing about what I'm going to talk mm. about, like I would have been nervous. I would have been not confident at all, and you would be able to tell on on the episode. It would have just been sh- shocking. Did you go straight into it? Like, did so you just literally? Is, he's on. Hello, welcome to the podcast. So, so he came on, and we're, I was just like a quick hello, and mm. and then I was like, thanks, extra time, and then I was like, we're good, but. Preparation like helps with confidence. Yeah. If you again like practice and preparation. So with this show, I'd recorded an intro because I knew most people that were going to listen to it that were interested in him would know his story. Mm. So I didn't want to spend my twenty minutes asking him about his story when you can listen to that on any other episode. So yeah. I recorded an intro before he came on, like mm-hmm. talking about his story. For anyone who didn't know, said to him that when he came on, we can just go straight into the first question, and I also. When I get a guest on, I try and get people to talk about stuff they don't talk about on every show. Otherwise, again, it's just like you can listen to that anywhere. So I had kind of two to three points that I wanted to touch on and I knew what they were before we went into the show. I didn't have to have them written down. I had the intro done. Mm. Um, you prepared? Yeah, I was prepared. So the confidence is there. It's just like it, it – whereas if I didn't prepare, it would have been nerve-wracking and, and you, mm. could have, you could tell. Um, so it went well in 20 minutes and like ideally I, could, I would love to have had more time with him but – the How reason, did it end? The reason why it went – what was that? Did they literally say 20 minutes is up? I had a timer there. Oh, okay, so I kind so of like wrapped it up close to the 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so it went well because I was prepared and because I was confident mm. and, and yeah, and that's that's why the, the interview goes well because it, it comes – like it rubs off on them. Like they mm. can tell whether they're talking to someone who is confident and then his responses were so much better – and the conversation flowed so much better because it was a proper conversation. It yeah. wasn't like some scared guy there <laughs> asking these questions that made no sense because I was so, like, not confident, mm. yeah, lacking confidence. But, yeah, so building up um, small wins or, or preparation and practice I think is just the key. Mm. And like I said, physically for me it was getting in the gym. Mm-hmm. It was getting stronger. It was seeing myself improve and, like, every like, – just, like, completely changed things for me. Mm, I love that. I, I completely agree. I mean, I love the saying fail to prepare and prepare to fail, mm-hmm. even though it's quite extreme. I, I couldn't agree with it, more. But it's the truth. Exactly yeah. right. It's literally it's how I got through my university degree. I'm not naturally smart, but I knew that if I prepared and mm. I did enough work and I did my best, I could actually pass. And 
you, I think it is such an important lesson and I love what you said as well about in the gym learning lessons about confidence. So I have learned so much about myself while I'm training because I think if it's something like, you know, wanting to run one kilometre or whatever it might be if you've never run before, that when you finish your one kilometre for the first time, you will feel mm. invincible. Yeah. And you feel like, wow, it's something when you do something that you did not believe that you could, which you can do in your training, yeah. it is the best feeling in the world. And every time that happens with me, I'll write, I write down how I feel and then I believe in myself and then I can do yeah. things I set my mind to and then I actually use that feeling for other things in my life, like things at work I might be nervous about or, you know, anything. Yeah. And I find it's there's such a... I don't know if parallel is the right word, but such a connection between how you feel in your training, which seems like such a basic thing. Yeah. But you can apply it to so many aspects of your life. Yeah, exactly. You put, you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone mm. to the point where that becomes something that you're comfortable with doing. So exactly. that, that does carry across to all things. And just one more thing with that, like I said about preparation, like mm. um, I had a guest on the show recently. Yes. Um, the other show that I host, not this one. Yes. Um, but – they were talking about athletes in general that get super nervous and, and lack the confidence on game day when they're superstars. And the thing that this person was telling them and like trying to get across to them is like this is something that you do every single day. This is something that you love doing, that you practice it over and over and over again. The only difference is now there's people watching. Like mm. why? Like you have every reason to do well. Like you will do well if you just do the things that you know you have to do that you practice every single day. Again, breaking it down into small things, like focusing mm. on small things, executing them really well. And, and that, that goes a long way when you break it down like that. Again, it's just breaking it down to really small things. I love that. That's not, I feel like all I've said this whole podcast is I love that. It's such good advice. I feel empowered right now. Like I feel like I Fantastic. could go do something like – Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but something. <laughs> I can't wait to see what it is. <laughs> Actually, what I have to do about the after this is because we're moving offices. I was telling Danny before, we've moved offices. I need to go try and peel the decal off our wall of the old office. So I'm going to believe in myself because right now Nothing I've got like, – Nothing stickers no. off a wall when you're motivated. <laughs> I've got no motivation It's going to work that I'm going to be able to do it. So that's, it's going to help me through it. Just think about all those times you peeled other stickers <laughs> off the wall. True. <laughs> oh, I haven't prepared. Anyway, so the last question I thought was a fantastic one from the community was, what is the most common thing your clients struggle with and come to you for advice on? I think initially, mm-hmm. because once they've been working with me, they don't have this problem anymore. But Love that. But initially the, the problem is setting or like striving for something that's just not realistic. Now, mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying that setting big goals is a bad thing because I'm a massive believer in setting big goals, which I've already talked about, but it's literally people setting themselves up for failure before mm. they've started. So it's like someone who hasn't been eating well and know they knows they need to improve their nutrition mm. and then going from eating horribly to trying to follow some ridiculous diet which they don't even want to look at like what it's no, going to be. very, very low calories and also yeah, like, like super restrictive and like maybe chicken and broccoli kind of vibe. Yeah, like super restrictive in yeah. terms of how much they're eating, what they're eating. They're mm-hmm. not doing – like they don't like it. Yep. So before they've even started, they're literally setting themselves up for failure. With training, it might be someone – who's a busy mum mm. and they've got school pickup every night, they also work, whatever, and they, they're, they're, following, they're trying to follow a training program of six days a week when they know they can they only get to the gym maybe four yeah. times max. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So their problem is they're always going, they're kind of like hopping from one thing to the next, whether it's nutrition or training, and always feeling like they're failing. So mm. they never they never have that, they don't have that confidence or they don't even have the belief that they can achieve their goal because they've never seen it happen. Mm. But in reality, it's they're trying to bite off way more than they can choose. So it's like, like I said before, it's it's setting something that you know you can do. So it's like, all right, with food, this week I just want to make sure I eat some eat more protein or eat this mm-hmm. amount of protein per day or make sure the majority of my meals come from nutrient-dense foods. Once that's done, then we can add something else in. And this is, just comes down to how you build effective habits. Mm-hmm. It's like doing small things and then gradually building it up over time. Um, with the training, it, it's like I said before, it's saying that this week I'm going to train three times. If I can, I'll train more. If not, then as long as I've ticked that off, then that's good because – what happens when you do fail with training or nutrition is most people just kind of give up on everything. Yeah, give up completely. So instead of maybe doing three sessions that week instead of six, you've done none. Mm. So you want to do six, but you couldn't do six, so you've done none. Mm. Instead of going, I'll do three. Yes. Or I'll just eat more protein instead of just eating horrible food all day. Yeah. Um, so that's the probably that's probably the problem that I see the most is people just aren't giving themselves a chance to to achieve their goal. Um, and then that becomes an ongoing problem because mm. they they start to believe that the approach that should have worked doesn't work, mm. but it wasn't. That's not the case. Like most appro- like let's, let's be honest, nutrition wise, pretty much every diet works if mm. it's set up correctly. If it's right at calorie intake, if it's something that you're going to stick to, if you enjoy it, mm. it works. Training every every training method mm. works if it's done consistently and, and you, you stick to it. Mm. Yeah. But that's that's the the problem that a lot of people see. I think is um, yeah, it's not giving themselves a chance to succeed. I think that is such great advice. I, it's just I, I couldn't agree more. I think it is one of those things where people think that you know I just I'm going to be so they might not eat healthily as you said and like not train at all and they're like from tomorrow or from Monday mm. most people said on Mondays I'm going to be so healthy and going to go from zero to a hundred it's the all or nothing you can't and that's not possible but it's also not sustainable no. exactly right and I think that's why so many people think living a healthy lifestyle is not possible for me it's too hard it's not too hard you just need to make as you said small changes yeah. so maybe it's like just eating a little bit more veggies in your lunch for one week and then the next week add something, you know, maybe a yeah. piece of fruit instead of having a chocolate bar in the morning. Just small swaps that you can actually sustain because what I find and, and I there's a lot of challenges which I know for some people it gives them like a little bit of motivation which is great and when we do our kick challenges it's for that reason. It's never like a really restrictive mm. one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great to get back into routine but ones where it's like a four-week challenge where you only have lemon juice and, you know, you yeah. train for three hours a day – you don't learn you anything from that. You can't sustain that. Exactly but right. you don't take anything away from that. Exactly right. And then you're, you're – exactly, you're not going to sustain that forever. And so then you've just – you might have lost weight for those three weeks or whatever it might be, but then you'll go back to your old habits because nothing that you changed was sustainable. You know what? Like um, just just one more thing on this. Um, I, I actually talked about this this week with, mm. uh, with my email list. It was like people kind of like – look at me and assume that I'm super disciplined and I do mm. everything perfectly with my nutrition and training and stuff like that. But like, I don't like, okay. I, I, I'm far from that. Like I honestly have not been perfect with my nutrition for as long as I can, like for a long, for a couple of years. Same, training it's wise, unsustainable. Training wise, it's the same. Mm. Um, I still have a drink every now and then, like on the weekends if I want to, like, but in saying that I'm con- like very, very extremely consistent mm. with doing 
like being close enough to where I need to be to my mm. goals every single day. So I like I don't drink enough water every day, mm-hmm. but majority of the week I do. Mm-hmm. I don't train, you know, the amount that I said that I wanted to every week, but most weeks I do. Mm. I don't stick to the same amount of calories that I should be having every day, but most of the time I do. Mm. It's like consistently I am close enough to the targets I'm setting to the point where that's all that matters. Whereas mm. if I have seven days where I nail everything to the absolute T, but then the next three weeks I'm all over the shop, it's like the better results going to come from being mm. close enough. So I think majority of the time, I'm not trying to say this to give people a, an easy way out, but like close enough is good enough. Mm. Like well, that's better. It's people, better than all like or nothing. Perfect is, perfect is the worst goal you can mm. set for yourself because it's, it's just not going to happen. So mm-hmm. again, it's like you wonder why you don't feel good or you wonder why you're, you're not achieving these goals is because you're setting yourself up to not feel good. Mm. You're setting yourself up to literally fail and, and it does affect you when you don't achieve a goal that you're supposed to be set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine if you didn't finish your water, like when you set a goal of three litres of water mm. and then you only got to two litres that day. So you're like, all right, that's it. I'm not drinking water like, anymore. Do you think your body <laughs> Tomorrow knows I'm not going to try. Like two and a half, say no. you have two and a half litres of water and you wanted to have three. You reckon your body, you're going to wake up the next day and, and your body's like, mm. oh my God, I can't believe they didn't have three litres yesterday. But I think that comes back to as well your why and what we spoke about at the start. Like what are your goals for? Mm. You know, for me, when I was solely focused on physical changes and, and weight number on my Mm -hmm. scales when I was thinking that I was being healthy but I was being a hundred percent healthy in explanation marks not actually because I was so overtrained I was exhausted I wasn't eating enough yeah and I defined my health by my weight and my dress size which is not healthy at all and so that's why I was an all or nothing approach because that is the way that you usually are when you're only focused on physical changes but now I you know I exercise because it gives me energy, mm-hmm. gives me a clear mind, it gets yeah. me through the day, it sets me up really well and they're the reasons that I continue to do it and they're also the reasons why I'm not strict on myself anymore because yeah, I don't yeah. need to be because yeah. I know, as you said, like if I could do three sessions in a week, amazing. If I can mm. do one, fine, that's okay because I'm doing my best. It's like clients that I work with online who who, who send to like their check-in for the week and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I ate really well, meditate every day, trained every day, feel amazing, I've been drinking heaps of water, I've slept well, my, my clothes fit awesome, I look great in, in the mirror but I actually haven't lost any weight this week or my, the scales have gone up. What should we mm. change next week? I'm like, Nothing. what do you mean? Yeah. We shouldn't change anything next week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's – yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with that. But uh, it's like you can't define all of your results. You can't mm. define all your progress off like something that's just never going to be aligned. Like it's never going to perfectly align. Like even mm. like the number on the scales, I don't care how perfect you are with your training and nutrition, like – that number is never going to be the best indicator of, mm. of like how you've progressed that week or how you're going with doing all these small things exceptionally well. Mm. And like if you feel good and you're enjoying yourself and everything's good, then then that's that's what matters There's most. No problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, thanks, Danny. Love that. Sorry we went a little bit over. That's okay. I'll invoice we you. We could talk <laughs> we could talk for hours here. Oh, we could, yeah. So to finish no, off what are we waiting for? A joke. Please. Okay. Also, thank you for your really – can I just say your advice is so great and I think so many thanks. people listening will get a lot out of it. Thanks so much. Um, I hope they do. They no, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It was a good chat, a really good chat. I thank you. It. Um, now for right. your joke. Knock, knock. Which the community will also appreciate. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting Moo. cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that?
not good or horrible, I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> what a way to finish. Oh, you just that. know that off my heart. See, I don't know any jokes off my heart like that. I just um, like to say random things that have yeah, they're I'm, out of context. I picked up on that in <laughs> the last few years, yeah. Anyway, well, thank you so much, Danny. Now, if you love Danny, obviously you are the head trainer of the Kicker, but you also host an amazing podcast. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram and Thanks your podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, the podcast is called <laughs> The Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, which is on kind of just all podcasting platforms. And yep. then uh, Instagram at DJK Fitness. Try and put up as much helpful stuff as I can. But um, Love your Instagram. It's also funny. Thanks so much. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good sometimes, I guess. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for having me on, Laws. Appreciate <laughs> Thanks, it. Thanks, Dan. And if you would like to f- – I forgot my job. If you'd like to find out any more about Keep It Cleaner, you can find us on our website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au and on Instagram at Keep It Cleaner. And we'll be back next week with Steph. We also love Danny, though. So thanks. <laughs>